Oh, yes, folks. 489, Graham. I know. 489. We're knocking on 600's door uh, with the spoiler apps. Final episode, December 12th. 600th and final episode. 10 years of doing this show. Our guest is just finding out about this by his face. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was on, I was I was like episode five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, well, we're bookending it's you. A, yes. <laughs> I know. The last time you were on the show, this is Brian Redman, ladies Hi. and gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, was in the garage. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You haven't been on since we've been doing ATC. We see yeah. you in the hallways here. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is how this... With a horrified look on your face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever, whatever... <laughs> Business happens over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we made the decision. Uh, so 10 years ago. To quit the show. <laughs> so we, said, we said, when we get to 10 years, we're out. Um, yeah, so December 12th, we're doing our final. It's live. It's going to be a Dynasty typewriter. Wow. So please come oh, by. Oh, I will. Anyone I will. that's mm-hmm. ever been on the show as well. Well, not anybody. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Who is not allowed? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear names. Yes. No, we're not going into that. <laughs> They'll know. But they know who they, they are. Know who they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, uh, but yeah, come by December 12th at Dynasty Typewriter. For those listening, please buy a ticket. It's our last ever live show. It's our last ever podcast period. Um, it's uh, it'll be you know 500 regular episodes and 600 and 100 spoiler reps and and some more and change. So wow, do you have uh, like a set what you're going to do after this? Or you're like, nope, I'm retiring. Uh, I'm going into island. And I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fans have to be sad. Yeah, they're you know yeah. they're bummed, and we've gotten a lot. Well, of we've really... let them know that we're not disappearing. We're all still okay. going to be doing stuff. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. still do my you know lefty political <laughs> nonsense. And, wow, okay. And uh, you know, I was thinking about this, and we're going to get into Terminator, mm-hmm. Dark Fate, in a second. When I was watching this movie. Uh, spoiler, I wasn't a fan of it, but um, I was like, <laughs> you know, am I going to see movies like this when I don't have to talk about them on a movie podcast? Mm-hmm. And part mm-hmm. of me was like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I will still go to the movies and I know I'm going to see something and go, God, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so I'll find out a way to do that somehow. I don't know what if that... Somehow, yeah. Some, yeah. How would you possibly do it? But I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Will it make sense on my political podcast to talk like to talk about some like indie movie? Well, you know the um, uh, if it's a documentary, perhaps. Sure, but, uh, if, it's, if it's, it has any sort of political or social anything, so I so Terminator, you could have. I could <laughs> absolutely. I'll just tie anything into <laughs> yeah, like of a movie like uh, yesterday that well, Beatles. Yeah, I'll just talk about I don't know the implications <laughs> of the Beatles and yeah. capitalism or something like that. Well, I mean, and that's well, all. I'll leave it in there. I am sure there would be a way to get your opinion on film out there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, to our fans who have been emailing us and uh, who are bummed we're leaving. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And seriously, December 12th, Dynasty Typewriter. The show's going to go from 8 to about 10.30. We're going to have yes. on as many guests that have been on the show that, that can come by. Mm-hmm. And then we're having a party afterwards. So mm-hmm. Brian and anyone out there, yep. come by. Yeah. And I did want to say this at the top. I'll be talking more about it later. The uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Uh Graphic Novel Kickstarter has launched. Yes. And uh, it started, we did a little soft launch yesterday. We'll be doing some tweaking, but I'll talk more about it later. But it's been about three to four months in the uh, planning stage. Now it's finally out there. So that's one of the things, mm-hmm. like one, one of the, the Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master is a script that Chris wrote that he is kickstarting into making a graphic novel, but we want to make it into a feature exactly, film. Exactly, yeah. So we're going to make end more. End goal is a film. Film. That's awesome. We're going to move for film stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I got that series on Amazon Prime. I want to just do more directing and Chris and I both just want to do more directing yep. and filmmaking and Get everything. Get back so. on the sets and doing more production. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do, you, do you have an art style that you that you want the graphic novel to be? Or do you have any artists that already picked out? That you, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I work with the same artist that I did on uh, the last one, Long Ago and Far Away. So it's uh, we kind of have a shorthand now, which is cool. Oh, great. So I'll, I'll show you the page. It's, it's really came out nice. Oh, yeah, it's awesome, it's awesome <laughs> looking. I like mm-hmm. uh, the last, his last graphic novel that he kickstarted and used it really came out well. So what have you been doing, my friend? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? I tell you, man, been crazy. Just busy. moved out of the ice house. Just moved out of the ice house. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that studio there? It had it for eight, almost eight years. The one that had a 
earthquake when we interviewed you yes. for earbuds. And that's so funny because I just watched that I clip. I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. And what's so funny about that, that's one of the reasons I moved out is that the, the we roof shot was the, about to, because we it, shot the documentary. Yeah. And you know, once <laughs> yeah. that, that was my final end game once that documentary was, <laughs> no, uh, the roof was about to cave in mm-hmm. and then they sold the ice house to a new, uh, a new person owns the ice house now. Oh, wow. Wow. So I was kind of like happy to move out of there though, because mm-hmm. the place was just falling apart. Uh, so now, yeah, I have a little studio here in Burbank down the street from All Things Comedy. So That's awesome. So one of the things that was a part of that show, the, one of the upsides of it that was kind of cool about, I love doing was we would then jump off and go do sets right. in the small room and then come back and talk about And it was a really cool like vibe. So how is that? Are you Do, do you have any version of that now? We do. Uh, we just started. That was called the Ice House Chronicles. And uh, we have something similar. We, we, we call it the Death Squad Chronicles now because it's not the Ice House. But what we do is we do the same idea of the podcast, which is like a bunch of comics and we rotate comics on and off the panel. So it's oh, just cool. like it kind of has like a green room feel still. We just don't have a spot to do, which, right. you know, in the future maybe in the other room i could have a little stage there we could, <laughs> you know like maybe film like a little uh like online uh stage where we're just trying out new shit or something i don't even that's know that's a you cool know? Like, mm-hmm. anything, anything's possible yeah anything's possible so we'll see uh but you know we we had our first uh a podcast back uh, a couple days ago and it worked great everyone loved it we had about 20 comics so we had a bunch of people just rotating on, in and out of the podcast mm-hmm. oh, cool. and then the comedy show part still goes on first and third friday of every uh month at the ice house so we still did the oh great you know so well whenever you need me for either one of the both yeah, of those things definitely. have me come by definitely because i'm gonna have some free time after december 12th yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about terminator no terminator dark fate sure <laughs> all right i was excited watching this trailer uh mm-hmm. james cameron being involved made me excited about it mm-hmm. um as I've stated, I was I, this movie let me down. But I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Maybe you liked it. Maybe I missed something. Well, let's let's hear about Brian Redband's um, adventure yeah. to try to see. Oh, this right. I try, <laughs> now I tried to see this movie because uh, when I when I heard I was on this podcast or when I was on this podcast, uh, one of the things is to see a movie. Sure. So I actually had no idea. Uh, what movies were coming out this week. And I was like, oh, Terminator is the only one that seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and then I wasn't really into it because I had seen the last couple Terminators and thought, oh, God, this is going to suck. Right. But then mm-hmm. I read that this was a, an, a almost a sequel to T2, which is one of my favorite Terminators. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know James Cameron was still involved with this. Did he direct it, write it? He just or produced, produced it. it. And, and, uh, I'm sure he had a hand in the writing. Uh, yeah, he has a story by credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So I went to the movie theater here in Burbank. Uh, probably Sunday stood over night. Tim Miller's shoulder, too, while yeah. he was directing. Well, he stood his shit over some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, go ahead. So maybe this is a good thing. But uh, so we went to see it late night, Sunday night, and it was out of sync. The movie was out of sync. The audio was not syncing up with the video. And they tried to start it and do it a couple times, and then they said it's going to be a while. And so I just we just ended up walking out of that because we it had already been... Like maybe forty minutes of them trying to fix this movie, oh, and that's a plane in like another theater, like twenty thirty I, minutes later. I, I don't think so. I think this mm-hmm. was the last. I had no idea. I we just ended up leaving. But what's weird is everything's uh, digital now. So yeah. so yeah. so when shit happens, because I've never heard of like when you have film, there's no way to make the audio not sync up with the film because it's on the film. Right, it's yeah. on the film. Yeah, <laughs> right. there's, there's literally on it's the impossible. film. Yeah. So and I I've been, I was a projectionist for like 10, 15 years and I had never even heard of a no syncing thing. I didn't even know this was a problem that they have once in a while. Uh, but yeah, so it ended up not seeing it. So I'm, I, oh. I guess that's a good thing, though. <laughs> so the first the half hour of unsynced footage. It what was, did you think of it? It was actually, it was actually, it, it started before the movie actually even started. It was happening. Oh. Somebody caught it during the trailers. Thank God. Oh. Uh, so it, uh, it was, so you didn't really see any. Uh, you, I didn't see anything I other saw, than the trailer. The trailers. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's let's blame. Uh, <laughs> Let's blame Skynet for what happened yes. to Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of happy now because I, you know, I thought it would be maybe or interesting. Legion. It got good Legion. reviews. I thought it's getting mixed for sure. Like some people are loving it. And, oh, it's the best movie since best Terminator since T2. Right. Technically, I think that may be true, but because uh, the other That's ones are not awful. Much. Yeah. Did the age have any? Like, was it too like? Oh, this is old Arnold and it old. It could have been. That could have been a cool thing. 
My when we talked about this on the show when we first saw the trailer several months ago, we were like, are they going to rewrite the timeline again? Because that's the thing they keep doing in all of the subsequent since T two, they keep rewriting the timeline. Now that would be interesting if it was like, hey, we can change the future by our actions today, but it's always just seems like haphazard writing or whatever. And and I was hoping this wasn't the case. And you know, spoiler alert, there is a big, there is a, and they, they introduce it early on in the movie. So I don't feel like I'm ruining the film for anybody, Mm-mm. but, and I wanted to love it. I all oh, the older Lyndall Hamilton and she's yeah. a badass and all this stuff. And it was, I, by halfway through, I was bored and I was like, why am I wow. here? And I'm not going to see movies like this after December 12th. <laughs> not much action. Not much. Some of the, some of the action. I mean, look, some of the, the, the new effects of the news Terminator, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And the flashbacks to like the world where the Terminators exist, like the different types of Terminators, yes. they were really cool. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see more of this. Nope. Only a couple seconds. Only uh, a couple seconds. Yeah. So they could have, yeah. there, there was such an, a, a potential for like, oh, this could be really cool, especially you know, for, for Terminator diehards like us. When you have killer robots and time travel, you could kind of do a lot of things. You don't have to do the same story over and I over know. and over and over again. Um, but I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind on this film. <laughs> Ready? Here <Yes>. it comes. <laughs> this movie, in this day and age, with streaming and nostalgia, was put together and produced and marketed the completely wrong way. And the reason is, is because this movie appeals to our age. The new new people coming up, the new kids, the teenagers, don't give a shit about the Terminator. We wanted to go and see Arnold and see Linda Hamilton over and over uh, uh, to see like maybe a new story, like continuing storyline. This should have been a straight to streaming movie like Pee Wee's Big Adventure sequel, the uh, Pee-wee Takes a Holiday, because it has that nostalgia. It's streaming. This is like a direct-to-streaming movie, mm. and it, that's what it should have been. This was not a big blockbuster event movie. It didn't have the appeal. It never would have, because you're not going to win over new fans. I mean, we, you're either in on board on The Terminator, you've seen a couple of the other movies, or you're not. This is not an entry point for new fans into the Terminator franchise. So this movie, and it went, especially James Cameron's back, only we would care that James Cameron's right. back. So if you have a movie that's solely going on nostalgia, um, it has a much smaller audience than apparently they predicted. I mean, I was clear. I'm like, well, this isn't going to make giant money. They thought it was going to be this giant, huge Marvel-like blockbuster. And there's no way it would ever have been that. But it should have been even smaller than it was. Because if you take it in that context and sorry, look at quick, it like... Aaron, can you look up what, what its box office did this weekend? I heard it did good. No, it no, didn't. didn't. Yeah, it tanked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geez. And uh, like, yeah, because they couldn't sync the sound. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was only ten people so, in my movie. <laughs> you know, but things like the Dark Crystal and all of these um, nostalgia um, fueled, basically sequels or remakes, they're for the fans of that thing and no one else. That's why they're perfect to live on streaming, where it has a, 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 a very smaller audience. But that's who it's for. So even like the Breaking Bad movie, like if you hadn't seen the series and you weren't a fan, that movie, there's no reason to see that movie. Which is why they did, they very wisely just put it on Netflix. They didn't spend all this money to release it in the theaters. And all the Breaking Bad fans, we all loved it. Yeah, yeah. So I I think if this was a different type of movie that didn't try to be this giant 80s blockbuster, that I I think there was a lot of potential that went wrong here. I really felt like this was a missed opportunity. What was the budget, Aaron? Okay, budget's 185. 185 million. It made 41 worldwide. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It oh, that's a bad so, that's yeah. a bad weekend. Because there were there were some things that I did like about this movie. There was a lot of things that I did not like. There was a, a bunch of stuff that like, well, wait, that makes no sense. And this is something that happened to Cameron before. Do you remember Aliens 3? Uh yes. where she was on that penal colony shaved head? Yeah. Um at the end of Aliens 2, they fought all of those aliens, and only her and Hicks survived. And the beginning of Aliens 3, and oh, yeah, Hicks, girl. Hicks, Hicks, uh... And the little girl, Newt. And the little girl, Newt, yeah, yeah. And oh, and, uh, yeah, and Hicks, uh, he died in the... You know that whole movie that he that spent surviving? Yeah, he died, uh, and we're not even going to mention him again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. So, and that's what happened here in Terminator. Like, we pretty much took all of the events of T2 and, you know, basically um, dismissed them in the first scene of, of this one. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like, oh, no, John Connor as a kid, now he's... Now, and this is like, a spoiler, it's the first scene. Now he's, he's killed, but... 
Uh, and then the movie jumps off from there. And I was reading an, an interview with the directors, like, well, it was necessary to do that because we had to establish new heroes and characters. I'm like, no, no, no it's a time travel premise. You could do whatever you want. You don't have to do this exact same story over and over again. But I'll tell you, there was a lot of really cool things. Like, I felt like, you know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the aging and stuff, I could buy that. It's, you know, it's a... You know, okay, well, the skin is organic. It can age. I'll buy that. If I can buy that Iron Man falling out of the sky doesn't turn to jelly when he hits the ground <laughs> because of inertial dampeners, I can buy that, you know, you know, you know, yeah, cybernetic yeah. skin can age. I'm not going to get hung up on that. That's um, funny. They change. They go through this whole thing to change the timeline. Yeah. And then... Make it exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> so if you're going to change it, change it. Well, my bet uh, is they didn't want to cast Edward Furlong. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Edward Furlong is, uh, they couldn't have him in there, right? Like, so, well, I mean, you know, they digitally put him in there yeah. as, as, a young, oh, as a young kid. Oh. Yeah, That digital stuff was amazing. Like when they de-aged both of them, it was unbelievable. So did the video, did the movie actually feel big bug, big budget? Like, it did, but it felt big budget 80s. Like it really, uh, it had this weird retro, like we've uh, seen this before, we've seen these stunts before, we've seen these characters before. Like there was nothing, like and then they try to shoehorn in new characters. I'm like, well, yeah, but this, this it doesn't even, it doesn't even the chase and the action sequences even so they added new technology uh to the new the new terminators right that that right. came down but they just ended up doing the same it was yeah. the same car chase the same just right. in t2 when he would turn to liquid and that back then a t2 was like oh yeah oh my god i've never level. seen that before right this was like Oh, oh no, just, we've already kind of I've seen, seen this. It. Yeah. I've seen this now, car chase before. I've seen here, this like guy that this, this Terminator doesn't die. Yeah. Fighting an, an older, like an enhanced human. Right. We've seen it all, all before. And uh, I will say this, which is interesting. At the beginning, there's clips of T2 where, um, you know, Sarah Connor is like in the mental institution is going nuts and uh, talking about how, you know, every, the apocalypse is coming, everyone's going to be burned alive with nuclear uh, fire. And it was probably one of the most um, emotional parts of the film because it kind of set up this bleak outlook that Cameron had for this world and, the, and uh, um, these characters. And it was really, really sincere. And But this just felt like, well, we're just going to rehash it. We're going to put some dumb 80s lines in here. And we're going to just kind of give you more of what you like. But that's, no, I, I, I want to see something different. You're, you can do whatever you want. Even like, I, I bring this back every single time. There's a great RoboCop versus Terminator story that Frank Miller wrote years ago. And that'd be incredible. And it has wow. time travel, RoboCop. Terminators and humans all fighting and together in this giant arcing storyline, and it's fantastic. So it just shows the potential of what this could be and what you can do. But there's not going to be another one for a very long time. This one, um, th this one did not do well creatively. There was left a lot to be desired, and I don't see another one in the future for sure. I can I can't remember much of any of the. I've seen all of them. Other than T2, the first two ones are amazing. Mm -hmm. The first one is a, is a fantastic science fiction premise. Rise, I remember Rise of the Machines. It's a horror film almost. Yeah, the first yeah, one is a yeah. horror Oh, movie. for sure, yeah. yeah. And then the second one is just like, oh, dude. That's they, the, one of the best movies out action. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is one of the best like science fiction action movies out there. And Cameron came from this place of just real anger like he couldn't get anything in hollywood done he couldn't get anything made he was getting the door slammed on him all the time he like just wrote this dark bleak fucking movie out of anger and it like it took off that's the, yeah. that's the one he got made and this this heavy yeah. social commentary <laughs> mm -hmm. really sort of similar to planet of the apes of like the human yeah. race you guys are the problem right and this mm -hmm. is what happens if you guys can't figure your shit out you're all about greed mm -hmm. and money and war you're gonna have to fight these aliens. And it's like, they could have done so much more since today. Right. Like the Elon Musk, Joe Rogan interview is petrifying, right? <laughs> you watch that and Elon Musk is like terrified because he's seen some crazy shit with some AIs and you're like, there, that, we're there, we're close. Yeah, we're closer than people think we are for sure. I mean, because a lot of the stuff that's in development that is in the labs at Apple or wherever, it's doing some crazy shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's I, there's six of these movies. Yeah. You know, I dare oh. you to try to name all of them without looking at the sheet. Right. I don't think you'd be oh, able there's to. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. Um, do I you, don't think I saw. I think I saw the third one. I don't think I maybe saw the fourth one, but I definitely. Did you know didn't Christian Bale is in one? 
No. Yeah. See, he's in he's <laughs> yes. in one of the Terminator yep. movies. That yeah. was the one that came out in, in 09. Yeah, and uh, that one had some interesting things in it. I mean, the movie wasn't that good, but it had, like, this giant Terminator harvesting people and had, like, motorcycles come off its arm, like, to ride down. It was some really cool Whoa. shit. It was like, oh, that's even cooler than the Transformers. <laughs> it's like a Terminator Transformer. It's, like, um, similar to the Planet of the Apes Uh when they went shopping a series where like the first one's amazing the second one's like okay cool mm-hmm. and then they just get ridiculous after yeah. that the mm-hmm. budgets get less and that's like just stop stop yeah stop there's there's better ways to spend 180 million dollars 185 million wow. yeah um and then arnold schwarzenegger was 71 when production began on this movie he was 36 in the original movie <laughs> Jeez. wow so. so aaron what else Oh, I was just going to disagree with Chris on Aliens. Um, I just think Alien 3 is is pretty cool. And David Fincher was like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, and Sigourney Weaver is totally in on it. Like, let's let's honor the franchise, but also say, fuck it. And, and this is how we're going to end it. Yeah. I, the I fact they made a fourth, obviously, is crazy. Yeah. they they We've talked about that already. Let's, yeah. Let's just say they go downhill after two. You could still enjoy Certainly. three. Yeah, yeah, three is still <laughs> it's kind of like the Matrix. I yeah. like the Matrix too. Matrix three, I don't mind it, yeah. but a lot of people hate the Matrix mm-hmm. three. <laughs> and then, uh, and then there was Aliens. Then there was Aliens four. Then the one of them, which one was directed by the guy that did Delicatessen? That was like the that was weirdest. Four, yeah, that was the weirdest Alien. Wasn't movie that a- ever. Alien Goes to College? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, <laughs> <laughs> then, Spring Break Alien style. Give me some of that yeah. milk. And then they they did Aliens with. Uh, Oh yeah, Aliens vs. Predator. Then yeah, it just kept going and yeah. yeah no, and Prometheus. then they did Prometheus, and then I don't know—is there going to be another one? Then there was another Aliens reboot that was awful. So we'll see. But, I'm not going to see any more Alien or Terminator movies. Did they make a sequel? You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to. I'm you've done. seen them already. I'm, if one yeah, comes yes. out two years from now, you've already seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they make a sequel to The Abyss? Because that was no. a fucking great the yeah. water movie. Yeah, the yeah, I know which that one. That was a yeah. very cool movie, mm-hmm. and that's a movie that was a James Cameron. Yeah, movie. It was Titanic was the sequel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a um, director's cut of The Abyss, uh, which is pretty amazing because I remember there was some like studio meddling in the original one, right? Um, ah. So these giant walls of water about to flood cities, and that for some reason the studios like took all that out, and it apparently made so much more sense to have it in the movie. Oh and damn, that, I gotta yeah. watch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that in the regular the studio cut, there's that soap dish that floats up at the end or whatever, mm-hmm. and then this the, apparently the director's cut, which um, has got all this amazing shit in it. Hmm. So, yeah, so check it out. All right. All right. All so right. there you go with Terminator: Dark Fate. Uh, it was the cop in it, the the guy that played? Robert Patrick. Yeah, no, no he wasn't. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah, but the the I mean the woman that played the enhanced human that was sent back to oh protect, Tully, Tully. She was in that movie Tully. Yeah, yeah, that was sent back to protect. She did an okay job, but again, it was all the same beats and moments. Yeah, like, of, oh, we need to protect someone. So Terminator comes out and then someone to protect them. Right. I'm like, okay. Was the soundtrack it. just like a little remix? Like, dun 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 dun? Uh, <laughs> like, they just added two new notes. Yeah, yeah. It totally felt that way, for really? sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was nothing new. I just, after a while, I was like, I've seen this movie before. That's mm-hmm. a letdown. That's yeah. So you oh. really... You kind of... Uh, yeah, I think I dodged yeah. a bullet there. I think Maybe they, AMC they did you a in, favor. Yeah. yeah. I think... I think a Terminator came back in time and saved you from watching this shitty movie. Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, that would definitely have been a I'll save it for iTunes. Or yeah, I'll right. Save, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, there was no like I think such let, letdowns from the other Terminator movies that had no desire to see this movie, even as a fan of Terminator uh-huh. Two. And Terminator yeah, 2, so. and you were correct. Mm-hmm. And I was like the biggest fan of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. You know, that was my oh the TV show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I never saw that actually. I actually, actually, well, that's a good point. I remember when the Sarah Chronicles came out. I actually, it was interesting. There was some cool stuff about it. You know, because it was it was doing that thing Wasn't of like, there like a female Terminator that lived with them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a girl from Firefly, Summer Glau. Oh yeah. Did yeah. it finish its run? Do you know if it got to the end or? Did I don't it... think it. I think it got canceled before it yeah. ended. But I remember like the first five or six episodes were kind of cool and it was exploring some cool stuff uh, in this world. And because it had a TV budget and not a big studio movie budget, they actually had to write some interesting scripts, stories. Yeah. yeah, they had to have some mm-hmm. scripts in there. So it was like, I remember it being, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. It was interesting. And I was like, why don't they do 
more shit like this. Yeah, it didn't last very long. No, it like, uh, went two seasons. Yeah. No. It did do two, two I seasons. I think two, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Brian, you saw The Last Days of Phil Hartman. Tell yeah, us about this that is a documentary. documentary. Yeah, so this is a documentary Ooh. on Hulu, and I didn't Sounds even know great. it existed. I think, I want to say that I think maybe ABC put it out, and then Hulu mm-hmm. just put it on Hulu mm-hmm. or something, because mm-hmm. it did definitely seemed uh, like it was for TV. How um, new is it? Is it? I think it just was released on Hulu, at least in the last month, maybe. Okay. Uh, and it uses a lot. I mean, a lot of the footage is, uh, you know, old TV four by three mm-hmm. uh, footage. So it's a lot of old footage. But what was interesting about it, it really explored the wife. And like, I didn't know a lot of about her. Like, I didn't know that she was also trying to be in Hollywood, trying to be an actress. And then that Phil Hartman's success actually kind of drove her to this man- maniac that ended up killing him. Uh, and it was cool. It, it, the only thing that was kind of negative is like there was the the people that they interviewed from the past was very kind of random, and it, like you could tell like a lot of people didn't want to talk about it or for this. So they had like you know they did have Andy Dick, and there was some cool stories about you know like uh, a lot of people blamed Andy Dick uh, for his death because he supposedly gave cocaine one at two at one party. Phil's wife goes, hey, you got any cocaine? And Andy's like, sure, here's some cocaine or whatever. And uh, that supposedly got her. She had a bad cocaine problem. So it really explored her cocaine problem. You could blame Andy Dick for a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know if you could blame him for that. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, that's preposterous because it's like the addict is going to get the cocaine yeah, however right, yeah, they get it. Absolutely. It's like, if I don't get it from Andy Dick, I'll never find I'll it. I'll never find <laughs> cocaine. Exactly. In this city, never. Not in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, but I, I do recommend if you're, because I was a huge Phil Hartman fan, and I thought I knew the majority of it, but it really explored deep into the, 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 the her. And there was even times where uh, after uh, Saturday Night Live, maybe it was after News Radio, right before News Radio, they were trying to make a show, and she wanted to be casted in the show. And so Phil was like pushing this show uh, with her in it. And the studio was like, no, we just want you, you know? So, right. and I think it really got to her and like uh, the fame thing where she wasn't- uh, Wasn't famous. Famous. Cause she came out here to be famous and be involved and then she couldn't and she had cocaine. Did, now did she, the gun thing, did it? Did she like grow up shooting guns or how did they, how did her, did she just had guns or he owned them or how did that? Did yeah, it, I think if I remember they, they they had guns in their house and, and uh, she uh, ended up shooting him and then driving to her friend's house and going, I just shot Phil. And the guy was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I shot Phil. And like, and then they drove back and uh, I, th- uh, I guess they saw, he saw Phil's body in there and, oh and then God. she grabbed the gun and then, uh, you know, the kids and stuff were in the house at the time. And, and what's interesting is that after, I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, he had kids. And so then uh, I looked up his kids, like a weirdo. I went and found him on Twitter and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. This, you know, they've. Is she still alive, though, ex wife? No, she she shot herself. Oh, that's right. It was a murder suicide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They tried to get her and then she just shot herself. But, and it was super sad, but, you know, it, I thought if you're a Phil Hartman fan, definitely check it out because it really dove deep into that. I, I really want to see this because I remember that there's a couple there's a couple of celebrity deaths in my life that I that were really significant in term. One of them was when John Belushi died. He was a hero of mine as a kid, and when he OD'd from drugs, it's one of the reasons why I never got into drugs because I was like, oh, my hero OD'd and died, mm. and the culture of like, oh, do it around him. That always bothered me. And then when this Phil Hartman thing happened, I was like, I thought he was brilliant. I mean, I love news radio. I loved him on Saturday Night Live. Did they go into like Simpsons stuff too? Like yeah, all the voices they, he did? All the God. voices and how mm-hmm. the Simpsons, you know, when he died, they decided to retire all the voices, you know? Oh, I, yeah, that's true. So we lost a lot of characters in the Simpsons also. You know, like, I remember <laughs> that. I was, I was, I was like... Uh, I, I remember talking to Paul Goebel, you know, we were we, like roommates or right around the time when this happened and we were both like, he said it and I, it, was, it was like a guy that's on my two favorite, news radio and The Simpsons were like my two favorite shows at the time and this guy is gone from my two favorite shows. And especially The Simpsons, like all the voices he did. I'm yeah. Troy McGurr. Yeah, all of those ones. I mean, he did so many amazing voices and I was like, 
I was so, yeah, like, oh man, it really, it really had a profound impact on me. Other celebrity deaths have been like, ah, oh, whatever. But that and the Belushi one, I was like, holy shit, because it felt sort of like maybe they're both comedians and comedic actors and, and sketch people. And, and it felt like, well, this could happen to any of them. And died us. tragically and too young. It died tragically and too young because mm-hmm. they got mixed up in whatever. And it's like, it really, it really had a profound impact on me. Also, another interesting thing I did not know, and I should I I, sh- I th- should have known this because I, I you know I work with Joe Rogan and stuff like that, and he was on news radio. Yeah. And uh, so when he died, and the character died, they they killed the character in the show also. Oh, so wow. they died in between seasons, or he died in between seasons. And so when they came back for the s- season premiere, it dealt with the character, Phil Hartman's character dying. And one of the interesting things I didn't know about is that the writers wrote letters to all the people on the show as if Phil Hartman was saying goodbye to them. Like, oh, wow. And they didn't let the actors of the show read the letter until it was live uh, while they were filming. Wow. So the characters in the show are reading this letter that's supposedly from Phil Hartman and they had never read it before. So that scene, they showed a part of that scene. It was, it looked, it looked deep. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so that was interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, it's one. I think too. It, had, it this had a profound impact on me, and in, in terms of like, while uh, the never wanting to be, because I, I saw cocaine. Like, I drank, and there's, I drank. One of the reasons I don't drink anymore is I used to drink too much, and <laughs> and and uh, did some shit I probably shouldn't have done. But I never went near cocaine because I saw guys get killed in high school that were dealing it. Then the, the Belushi thing happened, the Phil Hartman thing happened, and I was always like, man, I don't want to go near this. And and I think the Phil Hartman- Now heroin. Now heroin's <laughs> great. Heroin's great. Well, you raise no a No one vein. ever dies yeah. from heroin. No, heroin's great. No blue baby on the ceiling. No, you're, you're good. Actually, it was heroin that killed Belushi too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah so I never did any of those hard drugs. Um, and I, so much so that like when- uh, it was a little over two years ago when I had uh, I was dating someone that like started doing cocaine and her behavior change became violent and she grew up shooting guns. I was like, out, we're done. Because I was like, I remember, and friends of mine were like, dude, Phil Hartman, get her the fuck out, hide the nut. Like it was, it was like, oh shit. And this, and I remember this. Like we we debate, we went not debate, but all me and all my comedy friends when Phil Hartman died, like fuck, why didn't he just get her out or get the cocaine or why did they have guns and that? Like all of these things, like he should have, would have, whatever. You're going to kill yourself going through that. But so when I was confronted with that, I was like, out, go, buy, done. Started becoming problematic. Got a restraining order. I was like, I am not fucking around with this shit mm-hmm. at all. I'm not going around it. And all the cocaine that I'm hearing is back in the comedy scene. I'm like, good luck, kids. <laughs> good fucking luck. Yeah. Some shit comes, some bad shit's gonna go down. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna OD and die. I mean, Harris Whittles died. I mean, I don't know what it's gonna. It's, it's there's gonna be a big bust, or there's gonna be some something bad's gonna happen. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mix well, man. I, there's a guy who got gun. A kid I played high school football with my freshman year. Um was a really you know i dug him we played you know we we're just football teammate buddies and then he stopped playing football sophomore year got mixed up with the drunks when we were juniors i found out they killed him gangland style oh, in a wow. fucking alley head you know arms on his back two to the back of the head 16 wow. years old Jeez. oh my god and i was just like okay man that's why i've never fucked with this stuff but anyway it's, it's so um Structurally, documentary-wise, I'm assuming you probably watch a lot of docs. Yeah, yeah. Did they do a good job in terms they, of structuring they, and I, storytelling? I think they did a good job. I think the only fault was that the source material was all pretty much old school material, you know, like old VHS tape right. type stuff. And the people that they brought back to talk kind of was like, okay, that's a stretch. Like, why is this guy, you know, uh, talk, you know what I mean? But like they couldn't really get like more inner circle people. Yeah, they couldn't like I, which I thought was odd. You know, like why wouldn't you get? Uh, you know, like Joe Rogan, Kevin like, Nealon, Kevin Nealon, right. like you know, like uh, some more of the Saturday Night Live people. They did have, forget her name, uh, Molly Shannon. No, it wasn't Molly Shannon. Uh, they did have one of the f- people from Saturday Night Live, Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, then it also dug into like I didn't know he was an artist. Like his job before Saturday Night Live was a graphic design artist. And if you look at his work, like famous album covers of bands were 
made by Phil Hartman. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. I, oh, I didn't uh, know that either. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know if Aaron could look it up or what it, what it was, but... Uh, yeah, I forget which one it specifically was. Yes. Yeah. The other thing I, that was always so impressive about his career is he got famous later. He was like in his 30s. Yeah. He wasn't like 22 when he, when he mm. broke. He was like mid to late 30s or something. I think 40 even. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when he first got on SNL, it was like, wow. So it... it it, it, that it, never happens anymore. I know. <laughs> Hartman designed over 40 record covers for bands wow. such as America, Poco, Steely Dan. And like, if you look at the album covers, uh, you'll be like, oh my God, Phil Hartman did that? Like, mm-hmm. he was a really good artist. Like, here's, a, here's one that, this one, Rogan has in his studio, and I always was wondering, what is this weird cover? Mm-hmm. And it, it's called Fighting Clowns. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing his art style was pretty hmm. cool did not know that nice oh, very cool so, yeah so check you, it out so you'd recommend it for sure i definitely if you're mm-hmm. if you're a phil hartman fan it's an easy watch uh it's not like like i said it's not the best documentary but it's uh it definitely taught me a lot that i didn't know right about. i'll say this i'll say this just about old source material i for me i'm forgiving of that in a documentary because mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? Like, if you're doing a World War II doc, you're going to have black and white. You're not going to have... And to me, I'm I'm okay with it in the sense that it also time stamps it for me of like, oh, that was... It puts me back in that era, I guess. It also sees the uh, um, the lower resolution stuff too, how far we've come technologically. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like... Uh, how, you know, high def. I remember... I mean, literally, well, that news was shot radio. On, that was shot on 16 millimeter film, some yeah. of these shows. But, like, <laughs> that's how I watch TV, is I would set my VCR to record news yes. radio on The uh-huh. Simpsons, mm-hmm. and I would fast forward. So, to the commercials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you'd roll over those tapes a thousand times, so the quality all yeah. And now, looking oh, back tracking. at those VHS tapes, watching the commercials are my favorite part. Like, look at that. Oh, my God. McDonald's had a Mc, <laughs> Mc, I don't know, popcorn. I don't know what. <laughs> 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 a McPopcorn. <laughs> a McPopcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, now you also saw Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, this on is a, Netflix. You like this one as well. Is yeah, this, this the is Ali a, Wong. Movie? Yeah, and this was a surprise because I did not have any information about this movie. I didn't mm-hmm. even care to see this movie. This is one of those movies that really was. My girlfriend was watching it, and I just started watching it. Ended up being a really nice, happy, nice. positive movie. But the best part in it. One of the best Keanu Reeves scenes ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I that's don't want to. That's a lot. That's a that's a, yeah, I, I, that's I don't a wanna, high bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, just the scene, uh, Keanu Reeves scene, is on YouTube. So if you just want to watch that, but it, it's a uh, maybe a ten minute scene. Maybe see it in the, context. Yeah, see ma- it in the movie. Because <laughs> yeah, see it in the movie because he plays it, himself, right? It, he plays him. It's he plays himself, and it is one of the craziest. Out of nowhere, what the fuck? Just, why, why is he in this movie? Oh, that's great. Things now ever. I really want to see it. No, and, and it was up to that point, it was already a good movie. It was pretty funny. Uh, I liked all the people in it. Like I like Randall Park a lot. You know, he's, he's great. Uh, but it was a nice surprise. I, if you're looking for an easy, digestible movie, like a little happy, maybe a date movie, uh, I would really recommend it. I, I was very surprised at it. Well, she's hilarious. She actually was a guest on the show a million years ago, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. before she got mega famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her and Tiffany Haddish. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. We could go through the guest we list. We could go through it. <laughs> yeah. We've had some big stars on the show. That, yeah. um, um, so, Graham, we have an, an advertiser Well, today. how uh, we about have, it, Chris? We have Eero, the Wi-Fi people. And uh, the thing about Eero that I really like is it's easy to put, um, put up, it's easy to install. And one of the problems with Wi-Fi is, now we don't have a giant home, but we do have Wi-Fi in the garage, which is the office, and to the kids' rooms. It would never reach. But with Eero, you could actually use Wi-Fi, and then it has little beacons to extend the range. So now the whole house is covered. So it's so much easier. And you can install it with uh, just the the app on your phone. So it sets up in minutes. It plugs right into your uh, modem or router. And, you know, you can manage it from a, an app. And you can even pause Wi-Fi and... Uh, you know, the other thing I like, too, is I could go on if uh, one of the kids is using their iPad a little too much, I can shut off the Wi-Fi. On. Oh, so I just got great. this, actually, from my house. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And, um, uh, you know, Eero has pretty much fixed the, 
you know, the issues that I've been having with Wi-Fi, and that was that not enough coverage on the house, and also just easy updates. Like, I don't have to, like, figure out router settings and all of this other stuff that uh, uh, Eero can do now, uh, because I just get an alert on the phone. Oh, yeah, it's been up, it's updated itself. It's, you're good to go. So, and you can get yours fixed as soon as tomorrow. Uh, there's an all-new Eero starting at just $99. You can go to Eero.com slash comedy, enter code comedy. At checkout to get free overnight shipping with your order. That's Eero, E-E-R-O dot com slash comedy. Code comedy at checkout to get your Eero delivered with free overnight shipping. Um, you have to use the URL, though, to receive this offer. That's Eero.com slash comedy, code comedy. And, Graham, you know what else we have? We have some Patreon sponsors. Oh, my they're, goodness. They're sticking with us to the end. You know, thank you so much, folks. You mm-hmm. go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. Uh, you get bonus content this month. And next month. Yes. And, and then it's over. Yep. So uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us. And some of you have been altering your uh, your ad reads to uh, give some nice thank yous. Be on the oh. uh, ear lookout for these, here Graham. Comes, here comes some new <laughs> some new ad copy that's uh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Rulon's got some uh, short horror stories for sale. The first is called The Shell, and it's a Lovecraftian tale about neighborhood that loses power and becomes victim to an unknown monster. The second's called She and is about a high school held under the dark spell of an evil cult leader. They're both on Amazon Kindle for 99 cents, or you can go find them by going to happyharsherproductions.com and clicking the Buy Short Stories tab. And Fanboy Planet's a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for all your comics news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. That's fanboyplanet.com. Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans, the podcast that was inspired by the bold artists and leaders who stepped forward, created, and launched the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Oh, <laughs> come I, on. I have to read it like that. She's, that's how she sent it. Thank uh, you so much. Forever. Another great thing we did that we love doing that didn't work out financially. Yeah. <laughs> Um, forever grateful for that experience when we move past hesitation and we're true to ourselves we find our own art and life here inspiring interviews at theartpodcasts.com with an S Tony McFadden's 14th book is a gritty Australian noir the murder of Jeremy Brooks pits small town Australian PI Dan McGuinness against corporate greed and corruption a Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer the cops think it was a mugging gone bad she thinks it was a hit more info at tonymcfadden.net slash JB and from Andy Bowman every week on the Geek 101 podcast Ariel and Andy get together to discuss, critique, review, and sometimes bicker about the latest in geek news and pop culture. Become a listener and join the conversation by listening to Geek 101 Podcasts wherever you download podcasts. And from Jerome Sullivan, uh, he's got screenplays for sale, and uh, you can call on uh, calling on Hollywood, Netflix, Disney, uh, YouTube, Apple. I urge you to go to jcsscreenplays.com to check out the briefs of his completed movie and television scripts, including a murder mystery, sci-fi action, coming-of-age musical, a horror, rom-com, and more jcsscreenplays.com and David Heineck, a contemporary classical composer who writes music people actually like and he says congrats to comedy film nerds for 10 wonderful years of podcasting oh, com. come on guys you're now, little angels you there, are there's two more who bought tears but didn't give me ad copy yet so if you get me that uh, I will put that in for the last couple of uh, shows so make sure you guys get that to me at info at comedyfilmnerds.com all right. And uh, we've got some trailers, Graham. Ooh, what do we want to watch first? Uh, let's do The Banker. And this is what I want you to notice about both these trailers. If you were in a Marvel movie, you now get to star in any movie you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. There's... Um, it's not the reason I drink. He's the reason all the leads in both films are... We're going to keep going until you make me laugh, and we're going to do it all night. Oh, oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Really really <laughs> As soon as this ad for a movie play stops, then we will watch the movie. movie All right, here we go. The banker. So this is an apple. Is that it? I'm not sure. So, what's your plan, Mr. Garrett? How would you like to buy a bank? What the hell do we know about banking? Owning a bank is like owning the other side of the real estate business. There's a few complexities you just left out. Like what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not wake up black this morning? Because I'm pretty sure Samuel I did. Jackson being Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I got my head full of dreams. I came here to try my hand at real estate. <laughs> he 
you matter, millionaire units? <laughs> you know the time never I like seeing black men succeed. Sometimes I even invest some of my own money to back them. I know you're smart and ambitious. You and I both know that's not enough. It's time that someone shine a bright light in order for things to change. Are you starting to buy real estate in white-only neighborhoods? Keep one eye open. Think about all the good we can do for the community. Taking it to the man. That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> and just how in the hell do you plan on pulling that off? We get Matt to front for us. You want me to what? <laughs> Be us to the rest of the world. We can't set foot in the bank unless we to help. I'm starting to like Nicholas Holt took more. Took limo more. driver when you had the chance. I don't know anything about banking. I don't. Oh, by know the way, X Men, Bank, we'll teach Avengers, you, you need to know. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to rich white folks like you one of them, and you can't fake a golf game. Make me proud, son. Whole country's talking about how two Negroes managed to buy two banks full of white folks' money and loan it to other Negroes. <laughs> you should have known you couldn't keep this a secret very long. FBI, you're under arrest. A black man tries to bring other brothers up. That's intolerable. Oh, when you're working on faith. Oh, when you're living on faith. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Even a rig gang's fun to play, but not. If this was easy, somebody else would have done it a long time ago. Also, again, You're too long of a trailer. Yeah, like, I got the idea. Okay. I know, they had it. They yeah. should have cut it 30 yeah. seconds ago. I would have gone yeah. awesome in. And now yeah. it's like, oh, I got the whole, they give us too much. Yep. Yeah. Sam, Sam Jackson acting like Sam Jackson, though. That yes. was so funny. It's just great. Uh, it's all, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm intrigued in the sense that if this is based on a true story and this really happened, I'd love to know. I'd like to know about it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And Sam Jackson just, yeah, wandering around going, yelling, saying Sam Jackson-y yeah. things. Yeah, that was fan. so Sammy Jackson. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. Oh, I need this motherfucking money yeah. and this motherfucking bank. Yeah, that's just <laughs> right now. Um, you know, it is the thing. And I said, when I, when I went to see The Terminator... All the the row of of coming soon movies was either biopics like this, sequels, or remakes. And this is the thing: like I'm, we're in more of the Oscar season. -ish so we too, are in more know. Oscar season. So like mm -hmm. Harriet and and okay, right. that's that's cool. But it's like it's that thing we've talked about. Like Roger Deakin said in that interview of like, where's the fifty million dollar drama? And I'm right. down with a good biopic if it's done correctly. Yeah. But, you know, there's got to be some... St I know there's stuff happening today yeah. that would make a good story. Right. You know, like, I'm down with a good biopic, especially mm -hmm. if it's like, like, you know, the... Uh, I always re reference this one. Uh, Hidden Figures mm -hmm. told us of something that most of us didn't know was true, and it Hollywood version did anyway, well, there but... a couple of Snowden movies? That did yeah, mm -hmm. they were all right. But, like, let's... Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Or contemporary storytelling is what yeah, you want? Yeah, a little bit. There's all these great stories out there. There's all this shit happening right yeah. here, right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm rushing to see the banker. I don't... I don't <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting maybe to watch or something on a plane. I don't know. Yeah, maybe plane, I'll see man. it. So, like, well, Let's get to the next one, 21 Bridges. See what you think about this one. Now, this is uh, Black Panther in New York. Mm. <laughs> all right. Be afraid. Two shooters. They have training. For he even does not walks bear the, the same sword in vain. <laughs> he carries out wrath on the wrong foot. I will find them. Oh, I actually think these guys in the next three or four hours, they vanish. How are you going to do this? There are 21 bridges in and out of the island. Shut them down. What island? Manhattan. What do you really ask what island? Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They told me you were the guy who kills killers. Beautiful. What could go wrong? You got a trigger. You better have perfect diction calling me a trigger. This is a setup. Call it what you want. I just did. Spider-Man. If you go down this road, you'll be looking over your shoulder the rest of your life. I'd rather look the devil in the eye. Still going bad on Okay. Yeah, that looks better. Contemporary, shoot this, him up. This looks Correction. like the first half of an Anton Fuqua movie. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, <laughs> uh, I, I'll see it. It's, that, that I'll see because that's going to be a good shoot 'em up corruption. Yeah, this is a thriller copy type. Yeah, revenge story. Reve- yeah, <laughs> too yeah, many verbies. But yeah, it'll be a deeper conspiracy story too. Yeah, yeah. There, I'm down there's going to be something else going on here. I'm down with mm-hmm. it. Goes all the way to the top. Yeah, You're in too deep. Will. You know yeah. what I mean? What island? Yeah. <laughs> See, Catalina. That one. That one thing that they put in the trailer like that will bug me so much though that I, I will end up hating the movie before it even comes out just because I'm mm-hmm. going to be thinking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't see that in the theater, I will see that on a plane, and yeah. we'll be probably very happy yeah. that it got me across the that country. That is a perfect plane move. Perfect, yeah. right? Especially if you're flying to New York. You're flying to... <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect over three-hour flight, mm-hmm. is what you watch that, and you're like, oh, and there's a mm-hmm. chase, and a thing, and a guy, and mm-hmm. it goes all the way to the mayor's office, mm-hmm. and whatever, and I'm, well, bay, we're getting mm-hmm. ready to land. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like plane movies. Like, I just saw the new Men in Black on the plane. And I'm okay. like, yeah, this is fine you know this is a great plane movie right I mean, mm-hmm. it, it got was fun actually i kind of w- wish i saw it on a normal tv but. yeah mm-hmm. and you get you know got you across the country and, yeah. you, mm-hmm. and right. you felt good you would have hated it on a normal tv yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> see it seemed like it was okay for a plane you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Should, that's where fun. it should be mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah there's a definite plane movies mm-hmm. for sure all right so all right and uh, i want to let you guys know the cfn store is still broken we are trying to get it fixed our last uh, month of having a goddamn yeah. store and yeah. it breaks yeah and the uh this the has to be the nsa killed it yeah and I, i've talked to our programmers and it's like it's all on the hosting side they can't do anything and the hosting company is ignoring me so uh it thanks dream host. host yeah oh dream host yeah oh Okay. Yeah, they're oh, just that's who I use. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good they, luck. Yikes. Now I will say this: they've been great for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, right when we're leaving, really, they uh, dropped our shit. Yeah. Wow. So and they they blew up our store. So we're trying to get it fixed. We're hoping at least the site kind of crashed six months ago. Yeah, yeah. They we don't, don't have, have a backup. What, what's the reason here? You need exactly. Me to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Could you make a phone call? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fine question to ask a yeah, massive yeah. tech hosting company. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't figure out because that's put the, in the security certificate. You, yeah. Usually, always in the past, anytime I've had a problem, like they're like, "Well, we'll grab a backup from a week ago." And like, that's fine. Yeah. Because you know, it's that. it's their problem on their side. Wow. Like their their security uh, certificates are broken. So anything that needs a certificate, like a cart breaks they wow. won't work because then google gives everyone a warning warning don't use this site if it doesn't work so. i just just did a security certificate from them last week my first time ever doing that because mm-hmm. i kept on getting these notices on my website yep and it works so far yeah ours didn't <laughs> we still paid for it right. didn't work weird um so we're hoping that will be resolved uh before the 12th um so, all right, DVD and Blu-ray, Hobbs and Shaw. Now, this was a it was a fun spinoff to Fast and Furious. Not as good as the Fast and Furious movies, but I have to say, I don't know if I was expecting it. It was a little weird to add, you know, Idris Elba as a superhero uh, and then not give him enough to do or say, because you've got Idris Elba in your movie. You should really use right. Idris Elba. Um, but, uh, you know, for what it was, it's okay. It seemed fun. Yeah, the the rock is always entertaining. It did its job. Yeah, I mean, airplane movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big blow them up. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Snappy lines and you know crazy stuff and defying the laws of physics like any good uh, Fast and Furious movie would do. <laughs> like so, it was fine. The usual. And uh, the next one is scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, this movie uh, was the one that uh, scared my children. It was horrifying. Everyone's saying, oh, it was a good kind of mid-range, you know, kids horror movie. Oh, no, it's terrifying, wow. this movie. But the reason people are saying that is that uh, because it's bloodless. Like, there's not a lot of blood and guts mm. in it. But if you have horrifying images and weird people screaming and monsters in hospitals that are eating kids, still pretty oh, fucking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the next one is The Kitchen. This is the, um, it was, I was oh, thinking yeah. of the Wives of the Criminals that uh, oh, were right, going right. to take back the Hell's Kitchen in New York. Uh, yeah. uh, Tiffany Haddish is in this. Yes, yes. In did that. not do well, this movie. It kind of came and went very quickly. Did you see it? Mm-mm. I will see it on a plane. Yeah, it'll be, oh, I'm, sure, it. I'm sure it was on a plane I'm the, flying to Australia week next yeah. week, so. Oh, I just got back. Was, nice. Yeah. How was the shows? It's amazing, amazing. Yeah. I, I love Australia. It's great. Australia is a great. Are you, place are you going to, to the three, the main three? Or are you going to Sydney? Or? Uh, we're going to Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth. Oh, oh cool. Oh, yeah, you're hitting all of them. 
hitting all yeah. of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we couldn't get if we couldn't find a venue in Brisbane, mm-hmm. uh, which I wanted to do, but I've never been to Perth, so yeah. I'm pumped. We're staying mm-hmm. by the beach. I'm going to surf. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's we be, mm-hmm. we played this place in Brisbane. It was like a hotel, and they had a theater next to it, like that was attached to the mm-hmm. hotel. So, like, if you're staying at the hotel, you go to next door, and there's a theater. Then there's like four different bars. It was like an oh, interesting nice. little setup there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brisbane out of the three, I think you could you could skip that one. Okay. <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney were way. Melbourne and Sydney are awesome yeah. cities. I've always had fun in Adelaide too, and so you know. You know, when we were there, we um we got to see the Opera House from afar. I'd actually like to go in and see it from when, the inside. When I was there, um, so the last time when we were there to do the, the comedy film nerds movie. Um, I you had to go back, and I stayed. Yeah, when we watched Star Wars, rather, and didn't mm-hmm. we watched? Uh, I stayed, and I actually saw a show. I went to the, the opera house, oh, wow. and I was just great. like, "What's playing? I don't care." And they're like, "Oh, we have a seats in the back. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> it's awesome. It was some orchestra. It was just the acoustics mm-hmm. are amazing. Wow. It is so awesome. And just see anything in there, right? If you're ever back in Sydney, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. So, um, and premiering this week, we have Doctor Sleep. This is the sequel to The Shining that I thought I was like, this looks really weird, but at the same time, it's intriguing because it's like looks like recreations of like scenes and shots from The Shining. I heard the book is and amazing. I heard yeah. that, mm-hmm. that it's actually a really good book. So, so I'm actually curious to see this. You know, as we all know, Stephen King adaptations are hit or miss, mm-hmm. and uh, mostly miss. But I think like something like this, it looks like. There was definitely some attention to the source material, but not so much that it was a slave to it, which is always the death of Stephen King adaptations. So I'm curious to see this one for sure. It looks good. You're, it looks interesting. I mean, you are trying to make a sequel to a Stanley Kubrick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best Stephen King interpretations by an yeah. amazing director. Yes. Which he didn't like, by the way. Yeah, he didn't like, yeah. but it's like, so... I have a lot of reservations about this, but maybe I'll be pre- pleasantly surprised. That'd be great if it's. Yeah, if it is, I would love. I would love it to be because I mean, uh, and the fact that it's based on source material, they're not just like, "Hey, let's do a sequel," yeah, you know, yeah. like uh-huh. Sarah Connor. Can you do it too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last Christmas, this is the um, romantic comedy that we saw that has a way too long trailer that showed us three quarters of the film. So now I'm less inclined to see it because of your stupid trailer. Show me, you know, a 60-second trailer, set it up, and then let me enjoy the film. I, I just want to know, Chris, did they learn the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that might be the one part that we missed in the trailer. Oh. That's, you know, that's in the last 10 minutes of the just, film. Just go to the movie to hear George Michael's music uh, in a sound system. That's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, Christmas. Okay. that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Freedom. Mm-hmm. The whole soundtrack. I won't let you mm-hmm. down. Okay. And then Honey Boy, this is the uh, Shia LaBeouf movie it looks insane it does you know what it feels like though it feels like a a vanity project for an actor who doesn't deserve one (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell if it's gonna be like a crazy little miss sunshine like in a good way right or you're gonna have that reaction of like why did shia why are you doing i I don't know the trailer it could be anything Mm -hmm. yeah you don't know you're not sure weird which actually makes it a good trailer yeah because it doesn't commit that crime that we talk about so often of it telling us too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. A lot of people don't even watch trailers anymore. I've almost kind of pushed against watching trailers nowadays. How so? Just because, just because it seems like there's so many spoilers. They now. ruin yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. They have really mm-hmm. have... And I don't know if that's... They've always done it. It doesn't seem like they've always no. done no, it. No, it's, it's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. You go back and watch old trailers of classic movies right. that are yeah. available. They're on YouTube. And No. They just give you just the right amount of tease to go, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I want to go see this now. Uh, The next movie, Playing With Fire. Wow. Um, We should have watched this trailer for sure. Uh, But this is the um, John Cena Fireman movie where a bunch of kids come into their lives and turn things upside down. Any comedy Uh, poster that has a guy folding Mm -hmm. his arms with Mm -hmm. like a... You know is going to be unfunny. This movie was written by the WWE computer. And... uh, (laughs) The WWE comedy algorithm. Yes, just, yeah. I was going to say, or was this a Beethoven sequel? That got yeah. <laughs> Somebody found a Beethoven script yeah. and went, yeah. make it a firefighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What wrestler is available? You- <laughs> uh, and Arctic Dogs. This is some weird knockoff kids oh, movie by God, some studio you've never heard of. Yeah, that looks uh, bad. Yeah. Well, you skipped Midway. Oh, I did. Yes. Um, 
So talking there's a about, reason. Well, yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> Michael Mann or whatever his name is. Oh, no, this is an Emmerich. Yeah, this is an Emmerich. Oh, there yeah. are all an Emmerich yeah, making yeah. a Midway movie. Mm-hmm. What did I just talk about? Yeah. Another biopic. Do we really need another World War II movie? Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite Star parts. Star Jonas Brother. Oh, yeah. There's With a the Jonas, Jonas Brother. brother. <laughs> and it's also, it's like, well, we're just, you know, there was a battle somewhere in the Pacific. That's as historically accurate as we're going to get. Like, there's actually a scene where one of the fighter pilots is going, it's, uh, oh, it's just a couple of fighters against the whole Japanese Navy. And I'm thinking, I don't think that's what happened at Midway. <laughs> no. Just more, look how great America is from yeah, 70 was, years ago. I don't I think that's, I'm pretty sure there were other people involved in Midway than a couple of fighter jets. Dennis Quaid's yeah. in it, though. Yeah, a couple of, uh, yeah, a couple of fighter planes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Woody Harrelson's got a ton uh, of people. Yeah, Woody, in it. Harrelson. Yeah. Woody Harrelson with a hairpiece. Yeah, oh. yeah. And uh, yeah, and then there's um, yeah, there's a ton of people. I was in literally it. like, why did this? Like, what? This is this is the Michael Bay style of filmmaking, where it's just show the explosions, show some dialogue, and we're isn't out. this a Michael yeah. Bay? Are you sure this isn't a Michael Bay movie? It, it's it's uh, it is not. It's actually when Emmerich. We, when we saw the trailer, it had some of the exact shots from Pearl Harbor. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh really? Yeah. they just found the old like. Fully yeah, they true. went had the computer go over it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just changed one of the islands to say midway. Look what just popped up. The, 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 ah, that's great. Playing with fire. <laughs> oh, look who's in the firehouse this weekend. Oh, it's a dog wearing. Oh, oh dogs are nuts. <laughs> Gosh. Well, that's it, guys. That's four eighty nine. That is punch it, lock it down. So Brian, let's uh, talk about what you got coming up. Uh, well, I'm going to see playing with fire. Fire and IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> laser IMAX. Midnight screening. <laughs> yeah. Red laser 3D. Uh, actually, doing this uh, show called Kill Tony that's blown up a lot. That's where we were just in uh, oh, Australia. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be uh, you know, in New York this weekend, but we're going to be going to Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. We're going all over the town. It's, it's selling out everywhere. It's 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 awesome. It's a great premise yeah. for a show. Yeah. It really is. It's uh, If you don't know the show, it's... Uh, you know, we, we pick out uh, from names out of bucket, a bunch of open micers, you know, or, or, or new comics, and then they do a minute, only a minute in front of like a sold out show. And then me and Tony and a panel of guests and we have a band and everything like that. We kind of help them out, roast them. And it, 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 it's you're like you get thrown into an interview, into a podcast. And uh, it's really fun. So check it out. You, you did this at PodFest. Yeah, we did. You we saw did somebody couple, dressed as Iron Man? Was that stuff? Somebody dressed as Iron Man? No, no, we got rid of that guy. Uh, <laughs> now, now we have Jeremiah Watkins. And, uh, he he's the band leader, and every week he dresses up as a, like a different character. Nice. And so, like the band has to like whatever they're like if they're playing firemen, they have to be firemen through the whole episode. So it's uh, in character. So nice. it's uh, and we never know what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. it's fun, but you can check it out at DeskSquad.tv. All the past episodes and our tour mm-hmm. dates. Awesome, mm-hmm. check that out. So. Yeah, it's a fun show. We had it at Podfest. It's a yeah, blast. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a times. great. Late interactive uh, thing see it on the road uh, speaking of the road I will be in Australia doing the progressive comedy tour with Ron Placone uh, November 14th we're in Melbourne the 15th Adelaide the 17th Sydney and the 22nd uh, I will be in Perth any of those off days I will be surfing if you want to take me surfing let me know um, <laughs> December 12th we're doing the comedy film nerds final episode at Dynasty Typewriter uh, we're doing progressive comedy tour December 13th in Ventura, the 14th in Hollywood at the Sycamore, which is a blast. And then we have a bunch of 2020 tour dates we have just added. Um, San Francisco, Tucson, Seattle, Portland. We just added Miami, Orlando. So go to GrahamElwood.com for all your tour dates. All right. And I am happy to announce, finally, we've launched the Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Kickstarter for the graphic novel. It's going to be a 160-page graphic novel. We did kind of a soft launch over the last couple of days. It's there now. There's some amazing rewards. You Because we have the uh, publisher, Starburns Press, uh, you can get a tour of the Starburns Industries offices, and you can see how they rate, make Rick and Morty, and it's, it's, it's really cool. They've got some awesome stuff over there. You get a bunch of swag. You could be on the last Comedy Film Nerds show. Uh, on December 12th, there's a couple of spots. And guess what? There's a tier where Graham Elwood will teach you something. You can go to Santa Monica and Graham Elwood will teach you, give you a surfing lesson or a martial arts lesson and take you to lunch. Awesome. That is an amazing tier. How about that? Thank you, Graham, for offering sure. that up. And um, I will say this right now, the campaign and the soft launch, we were, we're going to go digital only, but we've got some feedback from you guys that you really want a physical copy of the book. So... Uh, within the next 24 hours or so, that tier will be up. I just have to um, add it and do all of the um, tweaks to the campaign. 
But it, we're really excited about this. The campaign will actually go to the last day of our studio show. It'll go to the 10th. Nice. So, it'll, so this is our last kind of a crowdfunding ask and hurrah. So we really could use your support. And if you just want digital, they're up now. But if you want physical, uh, they will be up very shortly. I'm working on them uh, just right now. But there's some really cool stuff. Rick Myers, our kung fu expert, who's a consultant on the book, he's offering in New York or Connecticut a kung fu seminar. We'll talk about oh. movies and uh, um, teach you some kung fu moves. And there's some great digital tiers where Starburns Press is offering the entire Starburns digital library for 100 bucks you get everything oh, every nice. book that they've published so check it out you could get there from comedyfilmnerds.com from my website or just go to uh, kickstarter.com and type in uh, rise of the kung fu dragon master or any combination of a few of those words it'll come up <laughs> all right so, so thanks guys really appreciate the support thank you so much thank you brian redman for coming back to the show thank you guys uh thank you everybody at all things comedy world headquarters my name is graham elwood and i'm chris mancini and as always remember han, han shot, shot first, first.